Hi, this is Karina Gantis, host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. I'm your host, Karina Gantis, award-winning author of 14 books, podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber, and award-winning filmmaker. I run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing, promotion, and everything in between. And I also have the Author Assist radio show, which is live uh, this Friday, so make sure you tune in. It is a Nana Podmo special anyone heard what that is no okay it's 12 years now we've been doing this uh crazy people like me decide to do a podcast every day a recording editing and posting and promotion of course um all every day right through to the end of november so far everything is on track and today my guest is deborah palmley welcome to the show deborah thank you so much for inviting me Whereabouts are you? I know you're in the U.S., but whereabouts? Yes, Uh, I am in Kentucky through Thanksgiving. Um, As you probably know, I live in a motorhome full time and we move about. Uh, But we've been here since September, our motorhome's having some repairs. And once we have it back, then we'll know when we can go and where. (laughs) So you have no idea where where you're going to go off to next? I, I don't. The last That's two wonderful. winters, we've gone to, to Florida, uh, but we didn't know what date we'd have it back. So I didn't make reservations. And then the hurricane came through and a lot of people down there had to find alternate housing. And yeah. so the RV parks are very full. Yeah. But we'll see how things look once we have it back. Then I'll check availability. When you say you, you go around in your RV, I mean, how far do you go around? You don't go all the way through America. Do you stay in one little part? Well, it varies. Uh, we sold our house in November 2020 and moved in full time. And then the next year, we took a 109-day tr- trip from Ohio to California and then back to Memphis, Tennessee. And we saw the California Redwoods and national parks and so many things so that was our big big trip uh sort of the dream you know yeah and then and then we spent some time of course visiting family in various states and we've wintered in florida but last summer we parked it on hatteras island in the outer banks of north carolina and we were five minutes from the beach yes uh, we worked at camp hatteras which is on hatteras island so we lived on a sandbar And so the work camp program, you work and they give you your site for free as a part of that compensation. And then we had an hourly uh, wage also. And of course it depends on on where you're staying, but to stay on an island in the Outer Banks is rather expensive. So that was a a good package. (laughs) What did you do while you were there? What were you working as? I worked at the front desk, so reception in and nice. out, and you know, telephones and computers and all that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Oh, I envy you so much. I think everyone wants to do what you're doing. It must be amazing the people you meet, the places you go, and you don't have to worry yes. about you know the 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 water bills or uh, rent or anything. Uh, of course, you've got bills with right. uh, with a uh, 
a, a home like that, but it's certainly not as expensive as it would be if you were living in a house. So that's exactly exactly. The only thing is, the fuel is quite expensive over now in the U.S., isn't it? It is, and it's a diesel bus, so ah. it, takes, it takes a bit. And and the vehicle that we tow behind it is a diesel truck, which of course we bought all this in 2020, not realizing yeah. diesel prices would go so high. So even it, to go to the grocery, it's it's diesel gas. <laughs> is it is it diesel actually more expensive than petrol then? It is more expensive. Oh wow! It's it never used to be. You know, five dollars, uh, hovering around five dollars, up and down a little bit, but it, it's wow. expensive. Uh, we're yeah. looking into getting some of those. Uh, what are they called? Uh, electric bicycles. We have the old-fashioned kind, but electric can get you farther. You know, your legs can like go so long. We've got and them so around here in the village. You see people on them. Yes, they're they're very yes. popular. So I thought perhaps if we got those, then I could put a basket on and then just go to the grocery if I don't need, you know, a lot of things. I could exactly. You the, the... Exactly. Perfect. And yeah. they fold up, many of them fold up as well and it should yes. fit uh, nicely on the back of the uh, camper. Wonderful. Well, yes. let's get let's get back to what we're supposed to be talking about. But it's, it's right. I'm so excited for you. That What an adventure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, darling. Um, I always ask my guests this first question. So what do you use your pen for, Deborah? What I use my pen for? Well, I write many things. Um, I, I write different genres of romance. I write children's. I write poetry. I write travel pieces now also. And oh, I journal. <laughs> I, I do some journaling. And sometimes I even write on a legal pad, you know, with an actual pen. <laughs> so <laughs> I've written stories that way. It's a good way to break out of uh, writer's block, step away from the computer and try it a different way. Well, it's a different way to you, but it's the only way for me. I always ah. write pen and pad and then go onto the computer after. Always got ah, a pen and I pad see. on me everywhere I go everywhere yes, you never know yes. when inspiration's going to hit you know exactly exactly I've written thing on on napkins before yeah when you've had an idea because yeah you know, the napkins sometimes tear so that's not optimal no, it's not, yeah it's a bit like trying to write on tissue isn't it right um, it is. but what do you do then when you have inspiration do you just whip, whip out your mobile phone and speak into that I've tried that, but I, I do that when I'm driving because mm. I can't actually write. I prefer to use an actual pen uh, and paper. Uh, so you do so carry pen and paper with you? I, I do. Yes, I do. Good. Yes. That's, that's like the, a, a, you know, equipment every author should always have on them in their handbag. Um, so you said you, you write uh, different genres of romance. So what sort of genres, subgenres are we talking about? Oh, gosh, there are quite a few. Um, I'm most known right now for military romantic suspense. Mm -hmm. And I have a, a brand new SEAL series. And I have three books. I will have three out in that. Right now I have two out. Uh, it'll be a 20-book series. The team consists of 20 SEALs. And each will have their own story. Will have their own story. story. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So 20. I, I'm excited about that. 
and I, I have a friend who's a seal vet now and so, so he's you're helping getting, me oh good yes. so you got the nitty-gritty yes. of what goes on exactly so and in fact I just I just sent him a wedding scene because I wanted it to be the seal wedding with the white dress uniform and they crossed the swords and so the details of those must be correct of and of course like anything military the regulations that you have to meet so he will fit, he will correct anything in the wedding oh, scene. Oh, that is amazing. Yes, because it's wonderful. When, when we're writers and we want to write something, detective and murder, it's no good just going by what we've seen on TV. Um, they right. always get it wrong as well. It's, it's us right. entertainment. Um, we need to get our facts straight. Someone is going to catch yes. us on it. Some reader exactly. is going to say, no. I'm working for so-and-so and it doesn't work like that. You know, she didn't do her research. Exactly. And with the SEALs, I mean, nobody knows what really goes on behind right. the scenes with them. Right. So to, to get the uh, uh, information from an ex-SEAL, that is fabulous. Wow. It is. It is. How awesome. <laughs> so so military suspense romance. And next. Yes. I started out writing Western historical romance. Oh, wow. For that one, now the research, being my first book, I didn't know what I was doing. I set research it on the old, in the Western, oh, oh my gosh. I, I set it on the old Chisholm Trail, which runs from Kansas to Texas. And I, I for a first book, I would not recommend that writers do that because no, lots of research I had needed. to research every little place on <laughs> yeah. the way down. yeah. And yes. get <laughs> and get all the uh, historical facts, the yes. dates, the dress, yes. the way they talk, what everything. they ate, everything. Yes. Going, yes. and it's like going back in time. Yes, yes. It, it's uh, it's yeah. I wouldn't advise any debut novelist to do that for their <laughs> first novel. But well done, suggest, you. <laughs> I would suggest pick a town. <laughs> Focus on that town. I mean, with all that research, how long did the first novel take you to to do to write it? That one took me three years. Three years. Wow. Um, well, I kept revising it, so I entered it. Well, I initially wrote it, I was writing short stories that I went to a conference in Arkansas and Dusty Richards, who is a Western novelist, challenged everyone there to write their first novel. And he said, if you enter my contest and you win, my agent will read the entire manuscript. Well, back in the day, that was the only way you could get a book out there. Of course it so, was. Of course, that challenge was one I wanted to take. So I wrote my first novel. It turned from a Western into a Western romance because everything I write, romance is going to creep in. <laughs> so I, by the time the contest was over and I went back, he no longer had his agent. So that prize was no longer available. Oh, wow. But he did sit with me and he pointed out some things I needed to do to change it. So I rewrote it. And then I entered it in Bobby Smith's contest at Romantic Times Magazine, and it won in the top three. And she went over the, the sections with me. She said, you, your first chapter needs to come off entirely. Your book starts in chapter two. Well, I'd written my way in. So, of course, you could see how that might happen. And so I revised it. And then I entered it in the American title, which was put on by Dorchester Publishing and Romantic Times Magazine. And it was 
an international contest. Everyone would vote online. And there were 10 of us competing for one publishing contract. Of course, getting into that contest pretty much said these have been vetted. And so agents, of course, were knocking at the door. And so I got an agent. I got bumped in the second round and the agent had signed me and he sold the book a year later to Samhain Publishing. So that was my first book wow. with a small, small press and a traditional, it had a small advance of $100, but a traditional seven-year contract with all of the things that went That's with that. amazing for a first-time yeah. debut. You never gave up, did you, yeah. with that book? You must I have had never so much confidence in that book up. when you entered it into those contests. By wow. the third, by the third, well, yes, by the third time for that contest, I did, but I'd had two fairly prolific, well-known authors look at it by then and give me advice. So that made a big difference. That first time when Dusty Richards looked at it, it was not ready to be published. It needed more work. So it's important that we have people read it, not just anyone, but someone that knows something That's about it. Talking about, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, nosy. Yes. I mean, I, I it's no good for me. I, I break all the rules when it comes to writing. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. my style. Uh, so it's no good uh, me having someone uh, who's uh, like uh, Stephen King looking at my work. And so, okay, so that's that's two subgenres. What else? I have a 1920s series. Each book is about a different flapper. <laughs> and those are really fun to write because, of course, in the 1920s, there were so many changes for women. Uh, they went from the long dresses to the flapper dresses and cutting up the corset to no bra and the long hair to chopping their hair. Chopping and, it off and completely. They were, driving, they were driving and they were smoking cigarettes and they were drinking you alcohol the and they were... Boot bootlegging going on as well didn't yes you? yes yeah. wow a lot of exciting things cool and language cha language change so it's fascinating the uh the slang it was the beginning of teenage or 20s having slang which is fascinating to me when language changes like that <laughs> so, so so your first book with all that research didn't put you off to go and do research for a totally different era <laughs> no because I love history <laughs> you must do I, I imagine yeah so yes do most of your romances have to do with history a different time a different place a different era uh, just the historicals. The uh, the seals are are totally made up, and I don't give it a year. I just set it, you know, modern day. Hopefully, they'll last that way, uh, yeah. not be too date dated. But yeah. Uh, other than those, um, I, I do enjoy a bit of history. I like writing both. I'm a Gemini, so I would never be happy just writing one thing. Um, back when I started, and the the conventional advice was to pick one thing and stick to it well that didn't work for me it slowed down my writing considerably because I hadn't figured out that I could write okay I'm on contract here I'll write this for you and over here on the side I'll write this for me because just writing the one I slowed down if I was writing both ways Oops. then 
I had more books and some I was authors are, are meant to write one genre that's their passion yes they'll they'll write yes. 20 30 books in that genre but people right. like you and me we we get yes. this we get this urge to to uh and also almost an addiction to a genre that we start reading and we start watching on TV and we start mm -hmm. watching the movies. And mm -hmm. when we're full of that genre, then we sit down and we write our book. Well, that's how it works for me. And so I go from, I've gone from young adult, uh, supernatural suspense, the fantasy, to dark mafia romance and MC thrillers and dystopian sci-fi. I've done it yeah. all. I've done it all yes. because I just can't, I can't put myself in that box. I yes. just, yes. all of a sudden, it's like with, I read a, um, my first mafia book about a year ago and that was it. I was stuck. I read book after book. I watched all the Godfather movies, all of the uh, other um <laughs> Uh, other mafia movies and sopranos and when I was finally finally stay sated I sat down and wrote my bestseller it's translated into six languages it's won three awards wow. um very nice you know when you I think you know when you're an author and you start writing a book you know when it's going to be a special book you know yes. that yes. if there's something different about this book to all the others that you've written you can feel that there's something special about it and it feels different to other books that you've written even if it's yeah. in the same genre there's just something about that book that makes it special and you know that when it gets released it's going to do really well have you had that with any of your books have you felt that I've had unusual experiences with my books um some of them that did well surprised me because they were similar to others. And then some that I thought would do well went the other way. And uh, so I'm not a very good judge of what others would like. And from you that, I brought, you write I, I, yes, yes, I've come to the conclusion that because of that, I, I need to write what I enjoy writing. Exactly. And hopefully, you know, if the author is enjoying the writing of the book, there'll be that someone out there that the will enjoy it. Yes. It, yeah. yeah, I totally okay. agree. Yeah, I when they say, oh, oh, you know, do you sit down and think about your uh, your readers when you write? I went, no, never. I write for me. And then I, I publish it. And I hope that someone's going to read it. And I hope that someone's going to like it. I was so surprised yeah. with the mafia because it's very graphic and very explicit. And I was so surprised how it just took off and the reviews that were coming in, the ladies were loving it. I don't know yeah. if they were all um, at home, uh, you know, housewives, um, right. but they were loving it. I couldn't get enough of it. I so, said, all right, I think I know what genre I need to carry on writing in for a bit for now. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so how many books have you written altogether? Oh, my. Uh, I guess I would have to go with what's on Goodreads because that counts the ones that are out of print. I think I'm up to 28 now, maybe a little more. Wow. Yes. And how long? Time I, 
when did you start how long does it take you to do 28 oh my uh my first came out in ebook in 2008 and uh, in print in 2009 that was the the western uh, then i was because i was on contract with them Seven I had a now. long period of time where I had nothing coming out because they got the first look and they'd sit on things and they had a revolving door of editors there. So I had a three year period of not a whole lot. And then I met an editor and a publisher at a conference and I had a couple books that um, had one I'd written for an anthology for Sam Hain that they turned down. Well, it made no sense, really. It starts off, she's strung up over a mine shaft, the rope is breaking, and she was branded on one breast. Well, the revolving door of editors, the one I landed with, um, wanted me to rewrite that and make it erotic romance. Well, she's been wounded. I can't do that. Plus, if the, the hero, if that's all he's got in his mind when he sees her, he's no longer the hero. You know, so I had to... <laughs> So no, I you tried. stick to your I, guns. I, I, I like that. I, I, I did try and I sent it in and she said, oh, there's too much story in here to be erotic. And I thought, well, there was always too much story to be erotic. You can't put, you can't make a, an apple into a broccoli. <laughs> you know, no, if, you, if it's going to be an erotica, category. you write it as an erotica. And exactly. erotica doesn't take over the story. Erotica exactly. is part of the backstory. You've got to, it's yes. the characters and the plot yes. that that's more important with any erotica. The eroticas that yes. take over the story, then there's no, there's no story there. It's all pages of sex, 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 and nothing right. else. You know, right. that's, that's not, right. that's not a, that's not what I class as an erotica. I thought I'd lose lots of readers when I when I wrote my first one. I warned them that it was coming out and I said I'm going to put it, you know, promote it in the newsletter the next one and if you don't want to know that's fine. Um right. I lost um I think about 16 subscribers and subscribed that mm -hmm. was it out of my whole list. That's not bad. So mm -hmm. that was I was pretty happy with that. They understood because I'd been I'd been young adult, I'd been fantasy, I'd been thriller. So they were my readers because they knew that they, they liked all different genres. They were prolific readers as I was a prolific author. So um, it, it worked out really well, no matter what I changed my genre to, there was at least a few in the group that liked that uh, genre. So, yes, so yes. you always stuck with romance then. Well, yes, uh, I've written a few other things, but they're not really out there yet. Uh, I'm writing under Deborah Bishop for non-romance. And so there will be books out there, but they're not out yet. Um, one thing that's stayed consistent through all the different genres of romance that I've written is a heroine in danger. I have to. You have to. You have to have that conflict. Yes. You have to yes. have that you know yes. oh my god is she going to be all right and then there's got to be right, a hero right. to come and save her or she saves herself yes. if she's one of those yes. strong ones but without conflict in a novel it's just a bland boring book i i have trouble reading the ones that don't have enough adventure or danger in them so i'm not going to be able to write that it's going to creep in no matter what i was invited to write one of the books in the 
50 book series, American Brides, one for each state. And I said, well, I'll do it if you give me Ohio, because that's where I was born and raised. And I you know, wanted to pay tribute to that. So I got the Ohio book and it's Isabella Bride of Ohio. She is a Swedish immigrant. My grandmother, Isabella, her parents were Swedish. They, wow. they came over. So I was able to put that tie in and a, a few little a few little sentences that were Swedish in there. I tried to put them in so that the reader could understand what she was saying. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit tricky. And then I said it 15 minutes from where my parents' house was in Ohio. So all of those connecting things and had so much fun writing that. But it's funny because you think a mail order bride, you know, some of the mail order bride stories out there don't have any danger in them at all some do mine has more than one incident <laughs> and um it's it's a little extreme the danger she's in uh i don't want to give the story away but no, um no. it's it's kind of interesting because the Intense. response to that if they were looking for one that was similar to all the other 50 mine wouldn't be it but if it I, I sort of felt like, but you've asked me to write it. So you're asking for a Deborah Parmley book. So there's going to be danger. Bingo, bingo. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. So that's, that's it. I like my readers to know that whatever they're reading, there'll be some consistencies, even with the different genres. That's that's awesome. Uh, I like that. I like uh, I like it to to open the book and get sucked in straight away and not be able to put that book down and just yes. you yes. know when they say you're glued to the page, you really are glued to the page. You're on yes. the edge of your seat, waiting for the next thing to see what happens next, and you're left on a cliffhanger on one chapter. So you you've got to finish that next chapter and see what happens. I love books like that. If I put a book down more than twice, I won't pick it up again because yes. I've lost my interest in it. So. I used to, when I was younger, I would finish every book I started. I don't do that anymore. It's been a lot of many years since I have. <laughs> I only go up to the third chapter. I, if I haven't been pulled in by the end of chapter yeah. three, I'm done. And the reason I chose that as the cutoff is back in the day, that's all you could send to an agent or an editor. That's right. So if the first, first three chapters three. weren't good enough for so, an agent, they shouldn't have been right. published. That's right. <laughs> they, they know a few things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yes. So it's not likely to improve in the middle if the first part didn't what, um, in. <laughs> So what do you actually read the genre that you write in? Is that your preferable uh, genre to read or do you read other ones? I've always read a lot of things, so many different things that there's not even a favorite genre that I read. Wow. But I make, I make sure that when I'm writing, I'm not reading in that genre when I'm writing because of I course. don't want something to creep in. You no, know? So no, I'll no, probably no. might read a mystery if I'm writing a romance mm. or you know, I might read a thriller or I might read, it just depends. With romantic suspense, even that's a little tricky. I sometimes read something totally different. Fantasy, maybe, uh, because yeah. I don't want those things to creep in. Um, and I've got to be careful that I don't. So, so. so um, all of your books are, um, should we say, wholesome and clean? Or do they get, uh, uh, is it, it's a bedroom door open? Some of them 
the door is open, some of them the door is closed. Um, I uh, all of my books, you could remove the sex scene and it wouldn't hurt wouldn't the story. Wouldn't make it exactly because I have That's a lot of story going perfect. in there. If yeah. I choose to, you know, if I choose to, uh, and it has to fit the characters. I mean, book one in that Flappers series, she is seventeen, turning eighteen. It's the nineteen twenties. She's just gotten brave enough to cut her corset up and to cut her hair. So she hasn't had sex with anyone. And there's just kissing in that one because that's the level that she's at. Mm. In book two, this flapper, she's a dancer at one of Al Capone's clubs and ah. she's had boyfriends. And so she's very different. So I like to say if, if they were in the movie Grease, that book one would be more like Sandy and book two would be more like Rizzo. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's got to fit the, uh, it's got to fit the woman, you know, it has to I fit love the story. That. <laughs> so. That's wonderful. So Deborah, where can people find your books? Are you wide or are you just on Amazon? I am wide and I'm moving more and more toward wide. Um, I had a lot of, went out a lot through draft to digital and I'm yeah. working my way into going direct though instead so right now I'm working on going direct with Kobo and I'll move on from there to the next and the next it's very time consuming to do that of course that's why we go with draft to digital because you can do them all with one swoop you can you um, can with I've been with draft to digital for years but I also sell the books myself so I don't pay yes. a third person per a party yes that the uh the reader buys direct from me um, and they get uh, whichever format they want for any device that they're using. Um, we, I knock the price off to what it is online to get more incentive to buy off me because it's cheaper. Yes, Plus, again, yes. I get the money in my pocket. So right now, my website is under development for a new one. And Wonderful. Uh, it, it's looking a little bit odd at the moment because <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of bare bones. It, I had oh. brought. I pulled everything off that I didn't want to go to the new site so that as she migrates things over there. Uh, so not everything is up there right now, but are you going to have the, woke commerce on there and you're going to sell your uh, books from your site? I'm going to have a shop on there. Yay. I'm going to sell books and also merchandise. Yes. <laughs> oh, we'll and merchandise. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wow. And all that stuff. That is mug. excellent <laughs> news. Wonderful. <laughs> yes, yes. Where can people um, find you on social media? Ah, yes. Well, I have a Facebook page and I am on Instagram. Um, I have a Pinterest. Uh, let's see. Gosh, Are they so all in places. your name that you, you have now, Deborah Parley? Yes, yes. they're all in my name. And I'm building one of those link trees that will have all of them in there. That um, link tree is perfect. Yes. Tell me about it. I, that's what yes. I do. I mean, you can see mine now down on the bottom, just there. Yeah, there. Yes. There we go. Um, yeah, yes. you just anytime anyone wants a link, you give them that address, and it takes them, and everything is there. So 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 good. Um, Deborah, I'll also it's have been, something. Yeah. I'll have something new in twenty twenty three. I'm writing a book about our first year in the motorhome, how we oh, sold wow. our house and moved in and traveled. So that's something entirely different. Non-fiction, yeah. And uh, I have a travel blog, which is not in my name. It says Beautiful Day Traveler. So 
but that'll be in the link tree too. Um, and and so I mean, that can out. go into your book as well, because you've got all your, yes. your details yes. from your travel log to go into that yes. book. Oh, that would be. I've just gotten so many wonderful. questions from people. Just how do we do that? I always wanted to do that. Or uh, so many people have wanted to do that. You're yes. living the dream, girl. Yes. You're living the dream. So Enjoy I'm it. I'm going to write the book so that everyone can oh, see wonderful. how I did it. So wonderful. they can do it too. Perfect. Deborah, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you and getting to know you. Um, your amazing books, you, you just, uh, I don't know where you get your inspiration from. <laughs> it's probably traveling around to all these different places everything. that inspire you. Everything um, I see, yes. And they're not <laughs> working. You, you have so much time to write. So I can yes. imagine more and more books coming out soon. Uh, yes. I wish you all the best with your projects. Um, I envy you. Thank and I think you. most of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast will want to jump into a motorhome and travel <laughs> around America as well it's great fun yeah I can imagine uh thank you so much for being the guest on behind the pen thank you Karina I've enjoyed this so much Hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantus, all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow like and review the podcast your support means everything